Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. We're reacting to the season 14 OC Housewives trailer. Nene Leakes is desperate to get her old job back. Carol Radzewell is still speaking out about Andy and Bravo. Nature is healing, Brittany is free, Paris is married, and Lindsay is Lindsay. We question was Nicole Kidman miscast as Lucille Ball and more with Evan Real. Let the ranting begin. I am joined by Evan Real, the senior TV reporter at Page Six, and my friend at Instagram. Welcome to Grant's Rants. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's nice to finally meet you. We're meeting through the pod, but you know, through Instagram, <laughs> where of similar, I don't know, similar stripes, similar interests. What, what do you oh, think? Totally. There's a lot of overlap between Housewives and Britney and oh. all things Bravo. And uh, yeah, we're like, we're like, um, pop culture twin flames. You definitely have an appreciation for the Holy Trinity the way that I do. You know, yes. you're, you're our kind of people on the pod, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So we're going to talk about Britney. We're going to talk about Housewives and all that. But I really want to talk about Free Britney. That's going to be in the second part of this episode. But let's get started with um, reacting to this OC trailer season 16 uh, we saw the beginning of it. I did not watch last season. I have no regrets. I am so glad I missed it. Uh, but now I think I'm in for this one. It's I needed some time away, and uh, this trailer was enough for me to make some time to at least see the premiere. Now, Evan, I know that you're really into this, so you'll probably watch, you know, regardless. But what do you think? I am so excited for the epic return of Heather DeBro. I think that. it's kind of like, it's interesting with OC. I think that OC is easy to dip in and out of. There have definitely been a few seasons where I'm just kind of like checking in peripherally. Um, Sometimes I'm not super dedicated to a season, whether it was like some weird casting or just like weak storylines. But I think that Heather Dubrow is going to really add a new energy. I think that as, as we know about Heather Dubrow, she really helps elevate the the show I, I feel like orange county has a tendency to feel really kind of i don't know like classless and like borderline trashy which is so weird because there is so much wealth in orange county and i think that heather debro was a great example of that and i think that she sort of inspires the other girls to step up their game and pull out the gucci and you know drink some crystal like i don't know i just i think she adds a lot to the show and i'm really interested to see how her presence is going to impact Gina and her messy buns mm-hmm. and <laughs> seeing all her, her hair extension tracks. I think that, I mean, at least according to the cast photos, uh, Gina has, has stepped up her game. And I think that it probably has a lot to do with Heather, which I love. And yeah. I, it looks like they have a tight friendship, which that I'm excited for. Cause even though I'm dogging her messy bun, I love Gina and I love Heather. And I think they can make a dynamic duo. Yeah, definitely surprised to see the two of them like look like they're in the same orbit. Not what I expected. But yeah, uh, ultimately last season, I don't know what it was about. Uh, they had nothing going on. Now Heather seems to be the, the driver of the whole trailer. So I guess, it, you know, we finally got something to discuss. Um, so I'm, I'm not too surprised because Heather is a big personality. And I was a, a massive fan of her 
for I'd say the first three quarters of her run, and then the the shit for me got tired. But mm. you're right, the show has slipped from like Newport Coast to like Newport Beach. So uh-huh. you know we need to kind of like bring it a little bit back up. I. I liked the trailer. I liked that they got smart, and now they they they're making it like, like I don't know, kind of like dramatic. You know, the the driving. They they yes. slow down the theme. She's walking in front of that window with the the tree with the eggs in it and all that. Ridiculous. Yes, it was very cinematic. It kind of gave me like selling sunset or even like the hills vibes like mm. that like a gorgeous production so that is drawing me in as well i think i don't know it's the trailer did its job because i i cannot wait i have the screener in my inbox and i'm probably gonna watch it right after i get off this podcast nice. with you i could not wait well i'm sure heather was all too happy to have all these lights and everything set up for her strutting across the entrance way and all this i'm sure she I mean, was all too ready after all oh yeah yeah malibu country <laughs> I mean, I'm really discrediting her on that more than she's done more of the Malibu country, but you know, who can forget that storyline? Yeah. So (laughs) I, I I will be looking at it. Um, However, there's still a hole and I know that I am like way in the minority, but there's a hole where Vicky and Tamara were. And I, I just, I don't know. I guess I have to kind of go for the ride and see where we're going to go next. Cause I'm, I don't know if I'm missing them, but there's something missing. Well, luckily, they're going to be on season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, Tamara and Vicky. So that's you'll get your fix mess. there. Yeah, that's going to be a, a disaster. I can already I tell can... you, which I mean, I'm way more excited for that one than the, the other one, the first one. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the first one I feel like is going to be like a, a gentle introduction into this this new spinoff. Uh, the second season, just from the reports that have come out and the group of women that they brought together, I think is going to be absolutely wild yeah and i'm glad that someone's gonna call vicky out on her anti-vaxxing so yeah time uh, that plays out and one of these shows i can't wait yeah i actually uh i broke that story for page six and i uh through through some interesting channels which i won't get into i actually ended up on a very terrifying phone call with vicky gunvalson she was not happy with me and all i'm gonna say is that it was very much like family van energy if, if you guys recall the family van scene it was that decibel of screeching it was horrible i am a changed person and not for the better after that phone call wow well that's an incredible yeah. experience i mean just like you just have to laugh that oh know, great, I mean, great memory great yeah, memory yeah <laughs> no i mean by no means is vicky any great mind of our times i mean you know, she's <laughs> extremely problematic, but there's something about her being on that show. I, I'm I'm too invested in, in what she is and isn't doing. I, I don't know why, but I, I'm like the last sole person that wants to see her on the show. I no, I, I can I can see I can see that it's there's something uh, a little bit like delicious about watching her fumble through life, you know, to see what what kind of I don't know. Uh, laps of judgment she'll have next when it comes to the men she dates or the clothes she wears or I don't know she's just such a such a wonderful mess and I think that wonderful messes are great to see on Housewives but I'm kind of glad we're getting a break and I don't know how the Vicky of it all would mesh with this like new Heather Debro cinematic champagne room energy. Now, this phone call with Vicky, how could she get mad at you if she's an anti-vaxxer because you broke what happened? 
so that's the weird thing. It's like, Vicky, why are you mad at me? You should have just never expressed this opinion in the first place. It, it was very odd. I like, I had to get off the phone. I was like, Vicky, I don't think this is a very productive conversation going on right now. So we're going to, I think we should like speak through Bravo at this point. Uh, and that was that. So yeah, I, I don't, it's weird. It's like, that's a great question. Like, why was she mad? Like, if you want to say it with your whole chest in front of Dorinda while the cameras are rolling, why are you upset that it's out in the open now? And what do you think is going to happen in nine months when the show comes out or whatever? I don't is? know. I yeah. don't know. She was what she told me. She was very upset about how the report was impacting Kodo insurance. So I think that if it wasn't negatively mm. impacting her business, then she wouldn't have been so angry. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when it plays out. Typical uh, boomer. Just going to say it. Just yeah, gonna sorry. Say, yep. Sorry, booms. Mm, I'm not. That's how, <laughs> yeah. that's how they operate. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? The bottom line, no mm -hmm. matter what. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah, well, I, I feel a little hypocritical, though, because here I am going on and on about how Vicky, yeah, she's problematic. She's not great, but I want to see her on the show. And then we're talking <laughs> yeah. about Nini, who, and she wants to come back on the show, and I am not for it because I think she's a terrible person. So I, my argument is completely up in smoke because, I mean, it's <laughs> stupid. I don't know. Maybe I'm more connected to Vicky because I watched her longer. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but I'm also, in my opinion, I think Vicky burns every bridge and everything down in her wake. So I don't really, Nini, I don't see it happening with her. Nini, I'm talking about, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, right. It's weird because like, I feel like I, well, I, I just interviewed Kenya and uh, she's really excited about the new cash shakeup for Atlanta, but she did say that she would support a Nini return if, if it happens. But she also said that, look, it's not up to Nini. It's not up to us, the cast. It's up to the network and, you know, it's up to Andy and she and Andy are not in a great place right now. I think Andy actually just responded to all of this recently saying like, look, I've been burned by Nini. I am traumatized to even utter her name. So I'm not going to even comment on this. So I don't, I don't really know unless like Nini and Andy sit down and have like a real heart to heart and talk through all those crazy accusations mm -hmm. that she made about like him being manipulative and possibly you know racist she even claimed at one point she i think did. they really need to have like a sit down talk about it and figure out where they go from here because nini's one of those people where andy's previously was always like she's welcome to come back at any time and right now she's not in that position which is weird because she yeah. wants she really wants to come back and and i don't know why she wants to come back like I, maybe she's bored maybe she needs the money maybe you know after greg is gone she just feels like she needs to begin a new chapter on the show and yeah. tell her story. I'm not really sure, but it's interesting that you would, you'd be down to have Vicky come <laughs> back, but not Nini. Why do you think? I just never really cared for her, but the la the way that she left, 
the way that she handled things. You mentioned the Twitter stuff. And this is not in defense of Andy either. I just think it was just a terrible look. I mean, mm. that that platform made her who she is. And she now has changed her tune a couple times. And now all of a sudden she's on the reel talking about like, you know, she's open to it. And like, we just, we just seem to have a little sit down. We're just going to have a conversation. It's like, she's like out of it, in my opinion, like completely out of it. I don't know where she's coming from with this. It's not a good look. But also like, she needs the housewives. I don't think Andy really needs her. Although do the ratings need Nene and will she even bring them anymore? Cause people like me have, I have a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to Nene leaks. I gotta say like these past few seasons without her, I personally haven't missed her. Like Portia Williams has become my new Atlanta queen. And so I'm so sad yeah. that she's gone from Atlanta this season. Um, but I'm so excited for Marlo, who's a first-time peach holder. I think that's really exciting and well-deserved and long overdue. This quote that Nini gave over on the, the reel, she said, you know, we need to have a sit-down and talk, and then we're off to the races. Entitled much? Like, I, I, well, talk about cart you, before the horse. You bring up a good point because she she has had, you know, some really heated things to say about the show in the past, and all of a sudden it's like, so chill and so easy like oh yeah like we just need to like have a little chit chat and then we can get into filming like Mimi that's it, it just doesn't it just it doesn't yeah. add up yeah with the things that she has said in the past so I don't know I hope she's okay to be honest I hope she's all right you know I think she made her money she made the her, a name for herself she yeah was on that show, The New Normal. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. okay, like, you know, certain things, and I, I kind of look at Lisa Vanderpump like this now, like, some of these people are just so 10 years ago. I mean, mm. she had her moment in the sun, and I, I'm not checking for Nene Leaks. I'm fine. I don't need her on the show. There are others that I'd like to have come on, but I'm, I'm okay letting her go. And, you know, other people in the past who have burned Andy have not seen the light of day or have been like, you know, ostracized in the past. So I wonder what will happen here. I just think that she's, she'll probably go do a, a wee TV show and maybe do a panel show and weigh in in different places. I mean, people do still love her and her personality. Ooh. Yeah. You know? She has a strong fan base. Like, yeah. And that's what Kenya told me. She was like, look, Nini still has a lot of really passionate fans. And if we're up to them, she would definitely be back on the show. So I don't know. There's a spot for Nini within the entertainment industry maybe if she can't rejoin the housewives universe she'll rejoin the ryan murphy universe and pop up on like american horror story or something i don't know he's doing so much she, she can fill in somewhere she'll find a place <laughs> yeah. but yeah yes. it's, well that's what's interesting is you know, we, we all know Ryan Murphy for bringing in these, you know, this kind of ensemble cast of actors that he likes to place in different places. We, we see familiar faces throughout his projects. Not so much with Nini, though. Yeah, he kind of like left her high and dry after Glee and the New Normal. That yeah. was kind of it for her. And, and again, that's learned. like so 10 years ago, right? So like, right. I'm wondering what happened there, too, because Nini's yeah. not the easiest person. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kenya did say, I don't know if she told you this or if this was, I just, I just read this gen, in a general um, article, but that Nini has a very interesting story to tell now. I mean, she does. Her life has changed. There is something that we could like attach to, I guess, like what's happening now. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe, maybe a friend of, she'd be a good friend of. Yeah, Luann did a friend of stint. Vicky yeah. did a friend of stint. So take it or leave and it. And Kathy. Kathy did an incredible friend of stint, probably yeah. the best friend of stint in all of Bravo history. Yeah. Kathy Hilton, a legend. Is she still holding out for money? That one is that's that's the rumor anyway. I, 
that's what that's what I think. Yeah, that's that's the report. That's what everyone's saying is that she wants more money from Bravo. And you know what? I don't blame her. Like she really was the hit of the season. The only thing that I'm thinking about with this whole situation is if she's holding out for more money and she's pushing for a big salary, then is she negotiating for a full-time position? Because I think that Kathy Hilton in a full-time role might diminish her magic. I think what was so great about her is that she could pop in and out whenever she wanted to. There wasn't any sort of, she wasn't beholden to sharing more of her life. We didn't really get into the weeds of her life. And I think that if we did, it would have taken a more serious turn and we wouldn't be laughing quite as much with her. So I hope she's able to, A, maintain this fun friend of position and also get the money that she wants. But I also hope that she doesn't become too self-aware of how mm. funny she is because I don't know if you remember I always think about Snooki how she was just like a comedic genius and so unaware of it her first season of Jersey Shore but then she realized why people loved her and so like she amped it up and although I love Snooki up and down like she, I just I love everything about her one of the sweetest girls I think that after that first season we lost a little bit of the magic because she knew what her shtick was. And I just hope that doesn't happen to Kathy as well. If she comes back. Yeah. I mean, Kathy was utilized as a side character and that's what made her work. I agree. I don't need any more of like her and Rick having lunch and all that, like, you know, fighting right. a problem with Nikki's parenting or something stupid. Like, yeah, I, I'm okay. We can leave that as it is, but I'm split on that whole asking for money thing because on one hand, you know, she does not need the money. You know, it's this is a side gig for her. This is she's you know, we we learned that this got her much closer with her sister and this was healing and all that. So like on that end of things. But then on the other side, you know, she did contribute a lot that in other housewives have contributed far less for far more money for many years. So I see both sides, but I don't know, I, I don't love a money grab holding out, especially when you're in a friend of role. It's one thing if you're you're leading this thing or you're being really unfairly paid but i don't think it's money that kathy needs right yeah that, i know that's a great point too and especially because like she's probably the richest woman to have ever appeared on a bravo show yeah. in the history of bravo so yeah you're right but maybe I'm it's just like the principle for her yeah i'm half and half on that but yeah at the yeah. same time like yeah take bravo's money i mean go for it you know <laughs> you know she, yeah. she got that show a lot of engagement to say the least so Totally. What you get. Um, our last story in this part is uh, Carol Radswell uh, basically still speaking out <laughs> about her time <laughs> on the show all these years later. But I like that someone is openly critical of Andy. It's very rare. So I, yeah. I it's refreshing. She um, talked about salary, claiming that season one salaries are like $60,000 a year. We don't have any of this confirmed. I, I don't know. This is what she's saying. She said it's like nothing. I don't know. What do you think? This is congruent with things that I've heard in the past that housewives during their first season get paid around $60,000, which always baffles me because I'm like, I know that a lot of these women who come onto the show, what they want more than anything is fame and, and they already have the money, so they don't care. So that I'm like, okay, I guess I can see how they would say yes to, to 60,000, but also like 60,000, like that's nothing for these women. So why even bother? But it was interesting in what part of Carol said was like, I'm not doing it for 60,000. Like you're going to give me a hundred K at least, which she ended up getting. Yeah. Um, but I think it's always really interesting when 
Housewives in particular, but reality stars in general are very open about what they make because you always wonder like how much, like they have to maintain these lifestyles, but housewives have, has become their main job. So like, how are they, you know, keeping the, the money rolling? But yeah, I think, I think it's so interesting. And then she also said that like seasons later, the money got great and she wouldn't reveal that salary which I thought was really interesting. I want to know what she was making at the end of her run. Because yeah. I know like these women can make up to like 500, 600,000 a season. And then, you know, there were those reports back in the day that people like Nini and Bethany would pull in a million per season, which is just, it's insane. It's crazy how it can run the gamut from 60K to a million. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And what they put their value on and who they put their value on. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's an odd thing. I like that. She did come in at that 100,000 mark to begin and be like, no, this, this is what you get for me. And the show was in bad shape at the time. So they, they accepted that. And then she has this Kennedy clause saying that they couldn't exploit her late husband's family and the name for a promotion, which smart. Very smart. I'm, I'm very surprised that Bravo agreed to that. So good for Same. her. Yeah. You know, she writes off her friendship with Andy as being overly exaggerated and that they just had mutual friends. So she, <laughs> you have to laugh at her putting some distance between the two of them. But um, I don't know. She confirmed other things about like the, the active story producing, which I've talked about uh, at AfterBuzz and on this podcast for years, that there are many people paid to shape these shows. Um, so yeah. I wasn't surprised by that, claiming that they subbed in reaction shots. I mean, that's amateur stuff. That's like... You know, that's easy I, know, I feel stuff. like I'm constantly pointing that out when I'm watching these shows. Like, oh, that's not what Shannon's face looked like when Tamara did this or whatever. Yeah, so, um, we know. Like, we know, Carol. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the audiences today especially are just a lot more um, aware of all that stuff. I think that, that we're so much smarter than we were, like, I don't know, when we were watching The Simple Life, when I thought all of that was real. It's so funny Same. to watch shows like that. I did a Simple Life rewatch recently and it's like, oh my God, like this was all set up. Like this is not real whatsoever. But like in 2004, 2005, whenever that show was on, I ate it up and I thought it was completely authentic. Same. And now you look at those shows, you can, pra- I always say you can practically see the script, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I know we've, we've become a lot smarter and that's why I think yes. these shows need to have quicker turnarounds and we need to see a little bit more of breaking up the fourth wall because yes. we're all students of reality TV. We, we, we know what's happening. I mean, exactly. I don't, we're people in the business, but it's, you don't have to be <laughs> to see yeah. when you're being like manipulated. Like it's just, it's TV. As long as we're entertained, we're here for the ride. That's it. You know, totally. I'm okay I love breaking the fourth wall. Like I, that's my favorite part of a reality show is when they break the fourth wall. When, when things get crazy enough where a producer has to step in and they have to like acknowledge production, Ah, love it yeah finally i don't feel like i'm like being sold anything i'm like okay now this is what actually happened here that's what i'm watching for so i feel the same way you know it's interesting i think i talked about this on this podcast or maybe another last thing i'll say about carol is i was waiting for one of the housewives to come out and, and to say that the show and the success of the housewives was built on the backs of women and, and carol did say this previously i've been waiting on this you know yeah. a lot of money has been made by pitting these women against each other that's just a fact so yeah. i i was waiting to see who is going to come to the table with that and i guess knowing carol as we do from, through through the show alone you know being 
politically active and having an opinion. I'm not surprised that she's the one to shout it out. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that totally makes sense. And I think you're so right. I think that, do you know who actually said this? Not a housewife, uh, but a few years back was Kathy Griffin. She said that the show was exploitative towards women and that it was built on the, on the backs of women who have been made to fight with each other and feud and, you know, they're pitted against each other. So yeah, I, I agree with that assertion from Carol. And I'm glad that an actual housewife uh, was, you know, finally said it. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not going to stop me from watching. Right. And I don't think it's going to stop the women from fighting. But at least, you know, it's out there. We can acknowledge it. And I don't know if it's fine. It just is what it is. It is. I know. It's like, I don't even want to make an excuse for it on the podcast. Yeah. That's that's the show. The bottom line is it's sold to a network that's airing these episodes, right or wrong. I mean, this is the business that it is. And yeah, you're right to credit Kathy with that. Kathy said a lot of things that were quite unpopular at the time that I believe make a lot of sense to me. Let's just say that. And I think if some of those quotes that Kathy gave were revisited now, I think that more people, and not everyone, because there are there are diehard Andy apologists who are never just never gonna agree. Um, I think but I do think that in, you know, after experiencing everything we've experienced from 2016 until now, I think that just the climate at large has changed the way we talk about women, the way we talk about women in entertainment. And I think that a lot of people would be more willing to try and digest some of the truths, in my opinion, that Kathy Griffin was speaking when she was talking about her own with Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there that. That is, there was some value there. Let's just say that. And what she had to say when we return, we're going to be talking finally uh, free Britney. I mean, not a moment too soon. We're going to talk all about it. And then um, a little bit of commentary around being the Ricardos. We'll we'll get there (laughs) that and more coming up next. Now this. 